Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Chris, do you remember where we were? (laughs) We were somewhere. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. Unlike Real Madrid, we uh, don't choke on things. We just don't show up in the first place. Uh, we, I am your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I am here with my co-host, Greg, aka The Stump, Napoleon Greg. I, I don't want to be disrespectful to the group chat nickname. Um, and uh, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as uh, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in. Uh, as always, we are very, very big fans of Miller Coors and uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Um, we are joined uh, for part two of our draft saga with the man, the myth, the legend, fan of a team playing in four cup finals, three cup finals. Uh, Chris, how are you doing? I'm, I'm all good. Um... Yesterday was a bit of a, I don't think emotional was the word, but it was it was quite a nice sentimental evening. It's kind of obviously you finished the semi final, do do uh, do the episode of Cop End with some of the boys, and it was yeah, no, it was good. Looking forward to um, getting stuck into episode two, Attack of the Draft. So, um, uh, damn it, that's the on, episode name. On May the fourth. On May the fourth. Uh, so we last episode talked about. Um, Josie Mourinho, we talked about uh, Antonio Conte's hair. Um, you know what we didn't talk about? The draft, really. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's let's take a step back. Let's 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 head into it. Um, what what do we think uh, is really like the big takeaway here? Right, like obviously we talked we talked about the defensive ends a little bit. We talked about Stingley going third. Um, we talked a little bit about the quarterbacks, not really. But 
we didn't really talk about the wide receivers, which really is like the, the memorable part of this draft. Um, we didn't really talk about uh, the fact that there wasn't a tight end taken until what? The third round? Yeah, but is that all that – is that really all that, like, well unusual? But- I understand that in the past, like, let's call it five to ten years, basically since uh, Jimmy Graham and Gronk started doing their thing, like, it's become in vogue to try and find the next Jimmy Graham or the next Gronk. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that's the right move. You Like, there is not a Gronk in every draft. There is not a Jimmy Graham in every gr- draft. And uh, teams would be, you know – teams are probably better off if they stop approaching the draft as if there is that guy in that every single time. And I am of course speaking directly to Sean Payton because as somebody who likes to in dynasty fantasy football, try and draft whatever tight end Sean Payton has drafted, because this is the time that he's found his next Jimmy Graham. I've been wrong every time. So get bent Sean, Sean Payton, wherever you are in Miami. Fair. Fair. I, I, feel, I think my thing about it is, is, especially with like the tight end position, um, <coughs> the tight end fullback position, um, it felt like the way we were trending was you were just going to make the entire offense out of tight ends um, because they are actually the thing that break games, right? Like you think about like a game breaking tight end, they, they, they change the calculus of a team. So granted, I mean, the best, arguably the best tight end in this draft was what Colorado States, Trey McBride. Like that's, that's where we were looking. Um, but I think it's kind of, it's, yeah, kind of my point is like, yeah. it's, it's, ah, well, maybe, I mean, like UCLA kid, maybe I, I, I liked, I liked, uh, I liked the Virginia kid, Jelani Woods, because he was six, seven and ran like, well, he ran like a four, four or something. Yeah, it feels like with tight ends, you just bet on all the athletic traits. And if anyone had all of the athletic traits, it was Jelani Woods. So it's a weird one, though, because obviously I think people are trying to follow to an extent the Kansas City model where it's blocking wide receivers and a receiving tight end. So it's a bit of a a mixed bag. That's that's my thing, is that if you had told me uh, that the Lions, instead of trading up at 34, went Jelani Woods, I would have been like, okay. All right, like yeah, all right, like that's that's fine. Um, like you know, if you want to build an offense like T.J. Hawkinson and Jelani Woods, like great, okay, like I get the theory at the at the very least. Um, but I guess like I I guess like watching watching players um go as high as they did. Um, that that what was his name? Uh, the the guard who the the Patriots picked. Who I didn't know. Oh, who yeah, Cole Strange. Sorry. Cole, sorry, I really, I really now for the rest of this episode, I'm gonna have uh, the doors stuck in my head. Um, All time karaoke song, by the way. If you want to piss off a bar, do "People Are Strange" by the Doors. Or uh, the recommended Fitzgerald. Also good. Also Which good. Which plays in the Upper Midwest and nowhere else. Chris, I'm not sure if you're aware of this song. It's a song. Um, <clears throat> it's like a seven minute uh, ballad about a boat that sank in Lake Superior in the 1960s? 70s, I think. The song is from the 70s. I think the boat sank in the 60s. It is yeah. the most depressing song ever. Um, it's... I have and, to check this out. Yeah. Uh, not, and, possibly not on my way to work, but maybe at my desk. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. That's too good. It's too much on the nose. <laughs> um, but uh, for example, at my, my bachelor party uh, in Outer Banks, North Carolina, uh, you sing the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Doesn't go over well. Um, nobody like that. No, nobody likes that. Um, but so Cole Strange going, you know, in the first round and Jelani Woods going in the third round. Like that's an example to me of like, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if there is something going on in New England where they're, they're seeing guards as being undervalued, right? Like anytime New England does something weird, I'm saying to myself, like, I'm, I, I'm not assuming Belichick is the idiot. I'm assuming I'm the idiot when something right. doesn't make sense to me. Because well, remember, and that was the very funny thing on Twitter where, you know, how like immediately following the draft, everybody puts out draft grade articles or like tweets, or whatever. And I saw more than once that like the Patriots got like D's, F's, D's, or like C minuses or something, with the caveat being FD's like, nuts. yeah, FD's nuts. But um, FDC nuts. Nope. Uh, <laughs> it was there. I'm not. The, ca- the caveat being that, of course, like, oh, like in three years, there's a 90% chance that I turn out to be the idiot, not these guys. Well, I'm trying to think, and and like, it's not something I, I necessarily monitor that closely, but I wonder the last time that we had three interior linemen go in the first round, um, or four, four interior linemen go in the, in the first round. Like, it doesn't happen that often. Um, it's a weird one because the premium, it seems that NFL teams kind of put less of a premium on guard, that that is one of the positions where you can kind of find the most kind of analytical value from just big athletic fellows, kind of like we were saying from before for tight end and bet on not necessarily the traits, but if you run a pulling scheme or, you know, kind of like a power run, you can kind of adjust and go as there. But you look at the guys who came out. I mean, Kenyon Green, I, I loved Kenyon Green. I thought Kenyon Green was pretty awesome. Um, so him going quite high was a bit of a shock, but the Zion Johnson one wasn't. Yeah, but it's... The Zion Johnson one wasn't a shock because you look at the one thing that that um, Chargers kind of offensive line needed. It yeah. was someone who could kind of play a hybrid of center and guard. So it may, it, it makes sense. But I come back to the Patriots thing. It's a weird halfway house because you would be surprised if Cole Strange ends up being a you know all pro guard in the next three to four years, or you just you know it's one of those moments where you kind of you know you, you know when you like you look at look at you look at your grandpa and you think we maybe need to take take the, the TV remote away from him because he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, it's like, uh, it's like it, we're, we're not saying you can't drive. We're just saying you can't drive at night. I was going to say, <laughs> wait, so like in this country, we take like driver's license away from grandma and grandpa. <laughs> and Chris is like, no, you're not allowed to watch TV anymore. Which if we're being honest, might actually solve the current political climate if we just take away TV from everybody <laughs> over 60. No, less Pierce Morgan Grandpa. This is what we need, okay? Yeah, less Pierce, <laughs> less Fox News. Um, yeah, that's what we need. Uh, uh, this is not a political podcast, so we're not going to talk about American politics today. Um, that was British politics. Well, I guess Pierce right. is back on Fox, but still. Didn't, didn't, didn't Pierce Morgan... Nope, not doing politics. Never mind. Um, <laughs> not doing it today. Uh, so, but, but, so I, I wonder if there is value in guards is what I'm saying. Um, obviously, center center is a weird one, I think. I don't think that people undervalue centers. I think that there are just so few that can do it. Um, so, like, you're, you're, you're better off just sort of, like, if you don't have a good one and you're not going to get, you know, the, the best one, just sort of, like, roll the dice because you're, you're not going to know which traits are good because you get 
you get guys who are all Americans at center in, in college and they can't do it in the pros. Jack Allen from Michigan state is a great example. Um, he was, he was a phenomenal college center and he, I, I don't know that he played, he started a game for new Orleans in the three years that he was there. Alternatively, you get guys like, um, you get guys like, uh, Mike Onwenu, and now I'm talking about like sort of interior linemen generally, who goes undrafted from Michigan and is now a locked-in starter for the Patriots. Maybe not with this with this draft pick, but you know it, it's sort of like one of those things where it's like uh, you know in in basketball um, to, because I keep going back to that. Um, you sort of feel like you can pick up on the waiver wire a six-six shooting guard. Like there's a lot of them, and you don't know which one is necessarily going to be good. I mean, shoot, KJ McDaniel's went from undrafted to this guy's going to be great to out of the league in like 27 minutes. Well, look at, look at Lou Dor. Yeah. Great example right, where, where he was like, okay, five-star. He's going to be great. Goes to college. Isn't that great? Goes undrafted. Now he's a, you know, super useful piece. I, I, and so I, that's how I feel. I think NFL teams view interior alignment where it's just like, psh, I don't know, maybe they'll be good. Maybe not. I, so it's not four, but in the 2018 draft, there were three interior linemen drafted in the first round, and Will Hernandez uh, was drafted at 34. Ugh. So we were pretty close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't say he was a good one, but it was it was two oh, centers. He sucked so bad. It was two centers <laughs> and a guard, uh, and of the three of them, two of them are Pro Bowl, like, high-quality guys in uh, – Frank Ragnow, and uh, you might know the name Quentin Nelson. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Um, and but 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 the uh, the whatchamacallit, the 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 Cowboys did it with with Zach Martin. Um, he yeah. went he went higher than than you would have thought. But like outside of those, yeah, Zach guys, Martin Zach Martin was like thirty one or so. He was like one of the last draft. Right. And what I was thinking is like like you look at the the Rams. I mean, one of their starting guards was a fourth rounder, and the other one. I don't remember who the other one is. It, it like, but that's the point, right? Like, like you don't place necessarily the highest value on that. Um, so, so I, I thought that was like an interesting thing that came out of this draft. Obviously, I think, I think part of this, if we're being honest, is that quarterbacks didn't go, right? So, like those hmm. spots had to be taken. Now we we had what six wide receivers in the first round. Um, I don't know if that's I don't, okay. I don't know if that's that interesting though, because a is kind of a weak. I mean, it's a weak draft for quarterbacks. B next year is looking like it's a very good draft for quarterbacks and see honestly I think the landscape in the NFL quarterbacks wise is better than it's been in a while um is it which yeah I think it is no but like like go through it right like like let's let's like really go through this okay you've got five maybe maybe seven guys who you can say okay I can win a title with this guy um you've got 24 versions of Ryan Tannehill or it's like, eh, okay. I mean, we're not. See, I think, but I think that's the wrong. Wow, uh, Manchester just fucked up a golden opportunity. Um, that's the wrong way to look at this, though, because like a lot of the time, you don't necessarily need the the guy that can win you the title. I mean, it certainly helps. Don't get me wrong. Like adding Matthew Stafford and subtracting Jared Goff was a very very large reason that the Rams managed to. Uh, win that title but you can still build a team around your quarterback and like i i think ryan Tannehill, give given the correct team could win a title 
I mean, but then you're putting so much on the other 23 or 21. Um, like I, it's a quarterback league, right? Like, like the, the fact of the matter is, is that the last crap quarterback to win a title was who? Trent Dilfer? Joe Flacco from a certain point of view? Nick Foles. Well, yeah. Nick, Nick, Nick Foles. Okay. But that was an injury thing, right? Like, so like going yeah, into but then that. It would have been, but then it would have been Carson Wentz, which is. Carson Wentz somehow. before the injury. Carson Wentz before the injury was a different. Does it, does it case to say Joe, Joe Flacco? Yeah. I, I think Flacco is maybe the answer. The last, like going into a season for a contender starting quarterback who won a title. Except um, that that season he was, and especially that playoff run was. He was, he, he was, he was just. He was just hot. elite. Yeah. Like, like there's, there's, there's nothing you can say. Like it, it, it was a thing that happened. We all sort of like, it was a weird spring or uh winter, but like Joe Flacco for that six weeks caught fire. Um, but, but uh, okay. So then that, before that Eli Manning. Yeah. Who's a hall of famer. Um, like you're, you're talking about, you need, you need some version of a hall of famer to win a title. Oh, but can but can you really say that? Because I don't know if it's fair to say, say that over the last twenty. Like I think the data is skewed over the last twenty years because we've had Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Yeah, but those. But that's the point. Is that like when they didn't win it? Who won it? Right when they didn't win it, it's Eli Manning, Hall of Famer, uh, Patrick Mahomes, on track. Um, Nick Foles, which was weird. Drew Brees, Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer. Like Russell Wilson, probably Hall of Famer. Eh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in, in Denver. We'll see how like, he figures out. Yeah, top, certainly that year and the, and the years on on the beginning, you know, before and after, a top five quarterback in the league. Um, you know, you need in and uh, and like I hate to use this verbiage because it's so Skip Bayless, but like you do need an elite quarterback to win a title. Um, and so like, if the point is to win a title and again, I'm not sure that's the point for a lot of these teams. I, I, I think that, um, a lot of it is a money-making venture. I don't think Stan Kroenke is a, a happier person after that title win than before. Um, I, you know, I don't uh, think- no, he's definitely happier because that validated everything that he's been saying, like in his mind, it doesn't, it's not because he went out and got the quarterback that could like win it. Like he validated that he could do things his way and still win a title. Okay. It's the same thing as if, like, God forbid, Arsenal gets top four this year God and trips, trips over their own dicks and wins the UCL next year. That is going to – Arsenal is still not a good club. You could, you could have just have, said Chelsea. Chelsea just did this. Chelsea is not owned by Stan Kroenke. No, but, you're, but it's the same idea. That, like, sure, something the, validates the – point- the point is, it has to be somebody owned by Stan Kroenke because it needs to validate that what he's doing is correct. <laughs> oh, I see. I see the point you're making. I, what I was saying is that sometimes um, certain, let's say, managers uh, get validation uh, on a level that they maybe don't deserve because they want a UCL that um, they fell ass backward into over the project restart um, under under Frank Lampard. I'm just saying that there was a lot of Thomas Tuchel is as good as Pepin and Klopp from from certain corners of of our company uh that 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 is not correct and it wasn't correct at the time it was a outlandish statement said by outlandish people but you know it's a it's all in the game i guess it's all, i mean look like there are certain people on a certain podcast that uh we'll call chessy hour 
um, who were talking, <laughs> talking very loud in the beginning of the year. And then Ben Chilwell, Ben Chilwell goes down and it all goes to hell. That was the issue. Yeah, because Ben, Chil- ben Chilwell is why you're uh, losing to Everton. Everton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it, guys. Um, I thought it was Christian Pulisic. Wait a minute. What? Real what? is up 2 1. Wait, what? <laughs> anybody, anybody, uh, this is a visual medium. Dan's eyes just popped out of his head. Yeah, no, I turned away. <laughs> I turned away at the 88th first. minute. Yeah, and and MCI was up one, and now it is two one Real. And away goals don't count. Fascinating. What's the thing? Yeah, if away goals, is... if away goals did count, Real Madrid would be. That's what I'm saying. I hate that. Part of me really hates that away goals just don't count anymore. Maybe it's because I, I think, I'm now entering I, my old man phase because it's like, <laughs> ah, um, old man shouts no, at clouds. I liked, I liked the away goal rule. I thought that was kind of a fun little quirk. Uh, even this though as was, somebody that's bad at math, it was kind of hard. And bad, bad at math and bad at geography. So this was really <laughs> not good for me. Uh, yeah, so there are four minutes Slovia, left. Slovia, in- Bratislava need what? This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, this is what, yeah, what? <laughs> oh, my God. What country is Bratis- Bratislava in? Um, this, all right, so four I don't, minutes I actually don't know myself. Time. I'm going to have to Google that now. Slovakia. I don't know myself. Slovakia. I, 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 just, oh, I always get regaled because of obviously how kind of really good the Eastern European teams were in the European competitions, kind of late 80s, early 90s yeah. by my dad. So I know how really good Red Star Belgrade were as a force in the late yeah. 80s. Um, so yeah. fun fun fact, uh, Bratislava is obviously a plot point in the movie Eurotrip. That's why I know it is. <laughs> I, did not, I did not know it was not its own country until I was in Eastern Europe in like 2015. I texted Asa. I was like, did you know that this is just a city? <laughs> uh, I did know it was a city because it is nowhere near... Berlin. Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> Although, again, to be fair, the distance from Berlin to Bratislava is about, if, if I'm not mistaken, about the distance from Pittsburgh to Chicago. No, it's the size of Somerset Mall. Right. It's an island. We can swim. Anyways. By the way, just this is, sorry, sorry, just, let's go back into that Real Madrid game. That is insane levels of football heresy just shining through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah, that is like one of the devil's clubs. It it's just so apparent, um, and, and, and it's crazy because they because they were going up against uh, City, they had us believe that they were the underdogs. They got everybody like, oh yeah, it's, I sort of want Real Madrid to it, and is that, now it's like, no, wait, was that a penalty? Okay, I I just oh maybe um, I just want everybody to realize that we. We told ourselves before we started recording this, and this one we are definitely going to talk about the draft on. To, yeah, to be but fair, this is, we, this didn't is... account, we didn't account for external circumstances. Popping oh, up. they were both Rodrigo, too. Holy shit. 90th and 90 plus one. Goodness me. Jeez. Oh, I forgot about that. Grealish and whoever was on, who's ever playing uh, striker messed up a point in like the 84th minute, too. They missed a, they missed a net. And, and they got both of these goals after Modric went out. I am, I am flabbergasted, my friends. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, this, this is even more obscure than Cole Strange going that early in the draft. That's a, this is How this is just happen? insane. <laughs> um, and like, but but you know what? Like, it, it's it's 
you want to talk about like football heritage, like both ways, like Real Madrid, just, I didn't just, just, just like literally, literally doing like a, a, a Vince McMahon, uh, Roman Reigns is going to win the title. Do we know how? No. Is it going to be stupid? Yes. Is he going to end up with the title? Yeah, he is. This That's is what this is. This is the equivalent of Daniel Bryan basically winning at SummerSlam and then Randy Orton cashed in not 10 seconds later. Yep. Yep. Thought you had it, didn't you? But I also, I got to tell you, I, I don't feel bad for Manchester City because how could you? But oh, like, no. but, but they are coming up with new and interesting ways not to win a Champions League title. There's something you may not, I feel bad for, not know about I feel bad for Grealish because he's going to get lambasted for this. I feel bad for Grealish, who's someone who's from the same region as he is. That's the only thing. Um, but there's, there's, there's certain things you may not know about the Acer, Greg. I woke up this morning and I thought to myself, how can I be a better hater today than I was yesterday? <laughs> and only in this moment have I realised that dream at 10 to 10 on a Wednesday evening in May. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Personal life development is going fantastically great. <laughs> but, but, see, but you know what? Like, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into I, I got to tell because I, I was almost, I'll tell you this. I was really close. So when I, when I got into soccer, I was really close to becoming a Manchester City fan because at the time they were the younger, like the little brother of Manchester United. I'm, we're talking like 2011, 2010. And like that resonated with me. Like I was like, okay, like this will be a team like I can watch. They'll be, they'll be a yo-yo. I'll, I'll get into it and not. And then I like sort of was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a Spurs fan. Like I gotta be like for, for, for reasons I've gone over on this podcast. Um, I have to be a Spurs fan. Like it just is the way it is. Uh, and then Manchester City did this, but they, they, at a certain point, at a certain point, like if you don't win the title over and over again, it becomes a thing and we are getting alarmingly close to it being a thing. And that's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Cause there are no real Manchester City fans. There's like seven. Everyone else it's a weird one. I feel like they have a really good support base in the States. Yeah. Now, because now. they've been winning stuff for... Well, their, yeah. their rise coincided with um, the NBC contract. So people, exactly. people started watching at the same time they started to get good. So like before, it was like everybody was just a Manchester United fan because that was the only team that showed. And then the NBC contract happened so that like people could like see the other games a little bit. Um, and so it's... Now it's now it's Manchester City and um, Manchester United. I think is still the biggest supporter base. Um, Boston has the Liverpool fans. Um, yeah, because of Fenway cause Sports. Because of Fenway Sports. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, I I always see a lot of Red Sox hats when they go to Anfield. So that's yeah. a, always a weird coincidence. Yeah. Um, so speaking of uh, Red Sox hats and Anfield. Um, so w- w- let, let's talk a little bit about uh, the wide receivers um, because I came out with a hot take day of the draft that Drake London was not going to be a top five wide receiver in 10 years from this draft. Um, I am here to tell you, I am reiterating that point of view. Um, I do not believe that he will be a top five wide receiver from this draft in 10 years. So the best case scenario for Dra- Drake London is he becomes a T Higgins-esque kind of receiver. Uh, I, okay, okay, show your work. Well, I mean, but the other funny thing about that state statement is that at this point in time, T. Higgins is a very clear number two receiver on his own team. Right. That's the thing. And that's why I was always kind of really intrigued at, just about him going to the Jets. Because, and, and the kind of clear thing about the 
wide receivers in, in this draft if you kind of put Jameson Williams apart? Because I think Jameson Williams has the ability to be a very clear-cut number one wide receiver. Everyone yeah. else is either a big body Kenny Galladay kind of receiver or is oh, no. just a very clear number two. And it's even more perplexing as to why the Saints traded up even more picks to get Chris Olave. Yeah, like what? why... I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this about, about this draft. I think you're right. I think that there's a whole bunch of um, high upside number two wide receivers. Um, and with, with, I think I actually don't mind the Falcons taking a wide receiver here. I mean, I wouldn't have taken Drake London, but I, I don't mind them taking a wide receiver here because what they're saying is they're saying when Mariota fails and he will, I love Marcus Mariota like my own son. He is going to fail there. He's not a good NFL quarterback. I mean, he um, was not, I don't think he's, was put in that position to succeed. He's not. I think he was put in that right. position to lose 14 games so they can pick CJ Stroud number two overall next year. Right. So I think that that's, that's the situation is that they are letting a, a, a rookie quarterback come in with as many weapons as, as you can. And, and maybe Calvin Ridley is back by the time uh, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young shows up or Spencer Rattler, whoever it is. Um, <laughs> You know. can we can we talk about that by the way spencer fast rattler. forward into next year's draft for some reason spencer rattler after the transfer is still kind of touted as a number one as, as not not number one a first round qb yeah why does this why is this happened uh because people make decisions and then don't move off of them uh spencer it's rattler true. spencer rattler as a freshman everybody was like oh he's the next oklahoma quarterback right and he played reasonably well as a freshman um and, and then he comes in and loses the job. And he's, he's, he's got the tools. I, I just. Also, let's not forget that between the time that he came in as the next uh, Oklahoma quarterback and the time that he's going to get drafted, the previous two Oklahoma quarterbacks uh, are <laughs> going to lose their starting job and is roundly getting shit on for being not as good as everybody thinks he is. So for those of you keeping track at home, that is Kyler Murray and, um, Jalen Hurts. The one before Hurts. No, I was Baker. actually talking. I was oh. even talking about Jalen. Oh. I forgot about him. Uh, he that also was respectively that was respectively Baker and Kyler. But yeah, Kyler and Jalen, you can say the same thing about. Like they have production, but everybody's convinced they're not as good as they look. Which I mean, to be fair, both of them are fantasy football quarterbacks. I, I don't know that either of them is necessarily a successful NFL quarterback, yeah. but. I like Jalen Hurts know. a lot. As someone who has frustratingly owned Kyler Murray for the past two years in fantasy football and hates how he just mysteriously gets injured for six weeks every single year. Yeah, he that's because to... he's my height, man. He's a shortstop. Yeah, that is true. He's a second baseman. No, actually, I think he was a center fielder, but... I, I mean, I'm making a point. <laughs> I'm, I'm and saying, also, we you, forgot that the, the next great Oklahoma quarterback literally just transferred to USC as well. So Both of them did. Both of them transferred to different USCs. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a funny thing. Um, Stumpy, the real one and the University of Southern California. See, uh, Stumpy, Stumpy lived in the Carolinas, <laughs> and South Carolina fans are like, we'll go to the mats about the real USC. And it's like everybody else in the world is like, no, there's, there's SC, which is Southern Cal. And um, South Carolina. Go this just could... came up the other day because somebody told me they went to UM. And I was like, oh, what year did you graduate? And they were actually talking about Miami. Uh, U of M is, is I would say, yeah. I, 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 actually, I That's quite egregious considering that everyone widely refers to it as the U. Yeah. Me. 
a simple Englishman even knows that. A so yeah, I, I I, I, I'll say this. If someone said I went to UM, I would probably think that they went to Minnesota because U of M is how Michigan people talk about Michigan. If you, yeah, said that you, if you said that you went to UM and you went to the U, you didn't go to the U. Like you didn't do it properly. Um, you went to Miami of Ohio, didn't you? Because this is what you're trying to say. This is not that Miami. Um, but <laughs> do you know it's not a knockoff version of something good? I really hope this is course light. Uh, if that was Coors Light, we apologize. Um, <laughs> no, we don't. You're a knockoff version, about the knock off version of Coors Beach Banquet. Fuck you. Um, after talking about the Indeed advert the other day, uh, it was the literal the first thing that opened up in this morning. So that was quite... Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait. They're oh my us. God, they got a penalty. MCI? No. Uh, Benz- Benzema's, Benzema's stepping up to take it right now. Oh boy, oh. This, this would be a, a phenomenal collapse. <laughs> but but then it's like I I I. I well, it's not it's not golden goal though, right? We still no. play out the. No, it's not golden goal. Speaking of which, another terrible decision to just do away with. I mean, silver goal I understand because it was a terrible concept created by terrible people for terrible means. But golden <laughs> goal is just it's historical. I mean, like I I love I love the concept of golden goal because. You get into a situation where um, everybody's base instinct kicks in. Like Josie would be running a seven three zero, Pep would be running a a, a, a a three, you know, a three three uh, six or four. I don't. Oh, they got it. Benzema, yeah, again, yeah. Benzema scores. Uh wow, wow, that's um. Whew. Who who is who is the the penalty on? Ruben 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 Diaz. Yeah. Oh, I have I, I gotta say I have a lot of love for Ruben Diaz because um when he came to Man City uh, he he actually there it was reported that he was going to Spurs uh, and then Spurs didn't give him money and then he went to Man City. Um, if that sounds familiar to literally every transfer window ever, um, <laughs> good player coming to Spurs. Spurs don't pay the money. Goes somewhere else. Except for Harry Kane. Nope, nope. That's that's that. He's still here, still here. He wasn't here for the first three months of the season. I'll give him credit. You know, absenteeism is 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 its own reward. Um, yeah, I mean, ben, ben Simmons literally built a brand off it. So, yeah. Oh, um, but I give <laughs> I give Harry Kane credit for showing up in the second half. You know, he's he's been he's been good ish this year. Anyways, um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about. The we were in the middle of talking about wide receivers, and then there was a penalty. Um, yeah, we got really distracted. Yeah, it's um, well. <laughs> and it's funny because the stated purpose of this second part was to stay on on brand on topic. I- I'm now thinking we may need a part three, but <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be doing a draft review into August <laughs> because we keep recording it during games. Um, yeah, it's not great. Uh, so so the um. The other thing I want to talk about was, was obviously we talked about the, the trades, right? But we didn't talk about Traylon Burks going uh, as like the AJ Brown replacement, which I thought was super funny because they were like, uh, cause it was, it was Stumpy's favorite joke. Um, Traylon Burks could be anything. 
He could even be AJ Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do really like that joke. Um, so, so like that, that was a fun one to me. I enjoyed that. Like trade away your guy, get the same guy. Um, but who, who, who do you guys think of, of the non first round wide receivers? Um, so there was a group of six first round receivers. Um, who, who's, who's the guy that you guys were most excited about? Uh, Chris, I'll, I'll, I'll go to you first. Um, I feel like the default answer will be Christian Watson. Maybe not for year one, but year two more than anything, because weirdly, who was Trey Lance throwing to in most of his tape? It was Christian Watson, mm-hmm. who also needs probably a year or two to develop his game. It's Christian Watson. Sure so it's, <laughs> you know, 6'4", elite speed, but the drops are an issue, which is kind of something you need to iron out if you're going to be catching the football for a living. Um, in, in in Wisconsin. It, exactly. So Like it's not getting warmer. Uh, like you're going from cold place to cold place. So it's the same situation, <laughs> right? Like if he was he going to be Miami, human, by the way, because he's there. Finally, I've, I've put on all this graft, all this fantastic hard work. You know, maybe I go to San Diego, somewhere nice, somewhere warm. Like, you know, kind of like not keep my feet fit up, but, you know, live in a m- more warmer climate. Oh, no, I'm making the linear transition to the where, <laughs> where it's arguably and, slightly colder. And, and, and not even like, OK, like I'm going from a small nothing town in North Dakota to Minnesota. It's a it's a town like they're, they're, it's a city. There are things. Chicago, there are things. Detroit, even there are things. I'm going to Green Bay. It's not even the. Is it the third biggest city in Wisconsin? It's two main exports are, well, three main exports. From my understanding, anyway, the Packers. Correct. Cheese. Correct. And the dude from How to uh, Making a Murderer, or whatever that Netflix series was called. Are we just talking about Wisconsin in general or Green Bay specifically? Green Green Bay specific, but I feel like. Oh, there's also Aaron Aaron Rodgers' ex girlfriends. That's got to be up there. That's true. They do go there and then leave and end up married to John Mulaney. Do I have the right oh, Olivia there? Nope. Yeah, you are right. Maybe. That whole situation oh. was just very odd. If we were good. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, th- this is football. This is on topic. <laughs> that felt very, yeah, if you were to put it in football terms, there was a lot of tampering going on in terms of restricted free agents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot. And, and, and we, like, we know John Mullaney was still married. Um, that, that, it came quick. Came quick. Quick turnaround. Uh, it was, Green Bay take. is. Green Bay is the third largest city in Wisconsin by a measly 3,000 people. Kenosha is almost there. It's, it, you'll get there, Kenosha. We believe in you. Key um, fucking Kenosha. <laughs> you keep fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. Uh, and, and, like, the, the problem is that if I told you that Point Place, Wisconsin, was the fifth biggest town in Wisconsin, both of you would be like, oh, maybe. And Point Place is made up. I, was gonna, I don't think that's a real thing. I think it's, it's not a real place. Based on I, I was Steven's more point. than ready to believe you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, made up city. I was sold. Uh, it's the town from uh, that 70s show. And apparently, according to the news, that 90s show. Yeah. Uh, Stumpy shared that with me. I called that show uh, Girl Meets Dumbass um, because it's the same premise as Girl Meets World, um, but probably better because instead of Ben Savage, they have Red Foreman. Kurtwood uh, Smith. Kurt with Red Foreman. Like, 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 look, like Kitty is Deborah Joe Rock. I'm with that. Red Foreman is Red Foreman. Even when he's not Red Foreman, he's Red Foreman. Think about what you know him from. The other big role he had was 
RoboCop. Also, Dead Poet Society. Society. Dead Poet Society. And he was Red Foreman to the point where that movie takes a turn. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert for Dead Poet Society, a movie that came out in the freaking 80s. Um, (laughs) That that Kurtwood Smith performance of Red Foreman went went sad. Whereas... Yeah, I don't think we're talking enough about Eric Eric Foreman's mental fortitude here. Uh, no, he's a he's a tough kid. Like he gets called a dumbass by his dad daily. <laughs> okay, back his, to the football. One of his best friends constantly has sex with his older sister and tells him about it. That's true. Like, think about how, how that like he's in his home. Kelso is in his home having sex with his older sister, telling him about it. And 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 Eric is just like, well, all right, I guess that's what happens. You, you guys want to smoke some weed? I guess he did smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back to the draft, which we are staying on topic about. Um, so Stumpy, Stumpy, uh, Watson off the board. Among the the, the non-first-round draft picks in the wide receiver position, who, who do you like? Yeah, so I, so I immediately went to Christian Watson, too. But I think that um, Chris is right. It is a conditional uh, choice because I think the bigger thing is, like, Aaron Rodgers is famously mercurial with his wide receivers. So if Christian Watson runs the wrong route one time, like he might be locked out of the offense until 2026 or something. So um, there's a big asterisk on that one. My other ones are, um, I really liked Sky Moore to Kansas City. Uh, Really, I mean, until proven otherwise, and in fairness, we have been proven otherwise a lot. Any wide receiver that goes into the Kansas City offense, I think should get the benefit of the doubt. He was in his (laughs) mid-30s when that happened. I think Sammy Uh, Watkins is currently 28. No way. He's he's, clearly 36. He just always has been. He's he's one of those guys that because he was a big deal as a freshman in college, he's been in your consciousness for an extra three to four years. Oh, my God. He turns 29 in a month. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. Well... That yeah. one's out the window. No, that no. one's out the window. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's like how... Um, Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, it's it's like how Steve... You, uh, you, was it you who showed me that? Steven Adams is younger yeah. than... Uh, than Gary, uh, than uh, Gary Payton II. Yeah. <laughs> Second, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Which is insane, by the way. Also, yeah. uh, prayers up to Gary Payton II. Um, his face got broke. Oh, his elbow. Uh. Oh, right. His elbow got broke. Um, and then Draymond Green flipped off the city of Memphis, which I feel like... Because, because his face got broke. Yeah. Uh, which I got to tell you, I, I I love Draymond Green in a in a historic wrestling city playing the heel two games in a row. He's doing a phenomenal job. Did uh, you see his interview too? No, what did he say? He literally he was like, yeah, it felt good. Like, it felt good to flip him off. Dude they missed, were cheering when my face hit. Missed his calling. <laughs> Uh, he's still got time for a second career, man. Uh, that dude, like, I'm just saying like Pat McAfee, who's a football player and therefore related to this podcast. So I'm allowed to talk about wrestling for the next couple minutes. <laughs> Pat McAfee does like, is the heel, um, announcer on, on a uh, SmackDown right now. Um, it used to be, re- remember it used to be, uh, Jim Ross. Um, you had, you had eras where it was Booker T. Uh, who I never thought was very good. I, I thought that he was he was not a great TNA Booker T commentary was better than WWE. Okay, Booker that, T commentary. That, yeah. that that that's fair. Mainly because he commentated his own matches whilst um, <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> in the... 
<laughs> um, that's just talent. That's that's great. But but like Pat McAfee is now the heel announcer and he does a good job. He's 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 I, I like Pat McAfee. I think he's fun. But you're telling me Draymond Green wouldn't be one of the best heel announcers of all time. Like if, if you if you put him on pay-per-views exclusively so that he could curse, it would be it would be amazing. Amazing, amazing cinema. Gronk should be allowed to wrestle and eviscerate Paul Pierce in less than 10 seconds. So <laughs> they don't love you like that. They don't love you like that. <laughs> You're not Kobe. They don't love you like that. And it, it's it's like the economy of words was so great because he, like he got to both points really quickly, which is you're not sweet. They don't love you. It's like, and I'm going to throw in Kobe because you thought you were on that level. Paul Pierce always thought that he was on the level of Kobe and LeBron because he, he was on teams that like looked those teams in the eye. Yeah. They don't love you like that. And that no. was it. <laughs> that was it. Paul Pierce might as well have shit himself again because he did it once before. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Pooped himself on the court. It's a thing that happened. Oh, I thought she said shot himself. I was like, no, that was plaques. No, different, different person. Um, um, I also want, okay, so I also wanted to say George Pickens. No, uh, you can't because, take mine. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. Jalen Naylor, because he went to Minnesota, and uh, Kirk Cousins is kind of dumb. So I think that Kirk Cousins is just going to be like, oh, Michigan State friend, and throw him the ball. Michigan State friends. Um, uh, sorry, that's my my favorite Jamie Vardy moment uh, in his in his time is the uh, the video of him. Um, Speaking of Michigan State, um, yeah. Dalen, uh, sorry, Matt Allen, camp invite for for the Giants. So interesting. I, yeah. I don't. Oh, I, I can see that. I, I I think that he's the type of guy who um, he could he could end up on a roster just because they'll say you know what. He's, 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 he can do this backup job well enough and he will not be a pain in the ass. Well, we currently don't have a starting center at the moment because Nick Gates broke that. his legs in yeah. seven different places. You don't want um, Matt Allen as your starting center. He is yeah. the worst of the three Allens. Um, still an Allen brother. Still an Allen brother. They, they all, they all got, got, got there. But uh, if he's your starting center, you're going to have a bad time. You, you, you're gonna have a bad time, um, but yeah, I, th- there's, there's no reason why you can't back up John, John Feliciano. Yeah, so, I, I think he'd yeah. be a fine backup. So uh, shout out to Matt Allen. We hope for the best. Um, Brian Lewerke probably will be in training camp with the Giants again because that's just what he does in August every year. He ends up with the in, in preseason with the Giants, gets cut, gets brought back in for some reason later this year when someone gets hurt. Brian Lewerke, New Jersey. I do like to think that Brian Lewerke comes in and says, "It's Lewerke's out, baby." You know, from June all the way to August, it's the worky time. I'm getting these first string reps, and he does, he does, and he like, and like, he does just enough as a as a camp body that like fans who are watching uh, preseason as degenerates are like, I yeah yeah all right all right, and he's not he's not that guy. As as someone who would possibly classify himself as a degenerate, uh, he had a really good preseason game last year, and I was like, it's, "He does that." Interesting. <laughs> Brian, Brian Lewerke also uh, is 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 the the um, the uh, owner of one of my favorite post game interview nicknames. Uh, he he had like a sixty five yard uh, touchdown run in a game against like Western Michigan or something. Um, and after the game, uh, Michigan State wide receiver Daryl Stewart said, oh, yeah, Brian Lewerke, you didn't know he had wheels like that. I call him White Lightning. I can't call him Lightning, but I can call him White Lightning. <laughs> and, and, and just like the cadence with which he said, it, I'm sure it's on YouTube. It's so funny. Um, uh, but, yeah, like he's, 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 a, he's, a, 
he's a great preseason guy. Um, so the uh, so I like George Pickens. I think George Pickens is going to. Um, I think he's going to to be a top two three receiver from this from this class. Um, I think he does everything you want from a wide receiver, and he just played in an offense with a freaking walk on at quarterback. So it's not shocking he didn't produce all that much, uh, and he got. Hurt. Well, he's about to play an offense with Kenny Pickett as a quarterback. So, oh, like, is no. that better? Oh no, I forgot that. Oh yeah. dear. Oh, Reminder: dear. He went to the Steelers, who are committed to running the ball with Najee Harris. Oh, I wonder if, if George Pickens was like, "All right, I'm leaving Georgia. I'm about it's George Pickens time. George Pickens time. Who Pickens to me? Who the hell is a Pat Fryermuth? What? The what? <laughs> what? Oh God! Oh, and you're telling me that Juju's here? Great. And like, I don't get the sense. Wrong. That Juju's in, Juju is in Kansas City. Oh, right. How long before? Right. How long before the whole Juju, Mahomes' brother TikTok thing becomes a prevalent ESPN talking head segment? I thought Week they one banned the preseason. No, I thought they banned uh, Jackson Mahomes from the from the facility for this exact reason. I hope that's I'm, true. I'm pretty sure Kansas City already banned Jackson Mahomes from the facility. <laughs> Can you imagine being such a douche that you have like one of the more likable brothers in the NFL? I like Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes was very nice to my older brother when they hung out um, and played video games together. Uh, very nice. I want to like Patrick Mahomes. He comes from a fun college offense. He, he, he was the, a quarterback in one of the more fun games in the history of college football as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, and one of the things that he wants to do with his money is just buy the other sports team in his town so that yeah. he can suck less. Right, like he 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 he's he's an investor in MLS, which is awesome. We're very very pro that. Um, we would like for there to be more promotion obligations for right now. Um, but his brother sucks so much that I now sort of instinctively don't like Pat Mahomes. And like it's it's imagine how much your brother must suck to get to that level. Like I'm trying to think of brother, a brother who sucked that much that I dislike their brother. Um, I think we should bring on Noah and ask him. No, because, because we, 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 yeah. All right. You're the brother that sucks in that scenario. I got it. I understood. (laughs) Um, But I like, like, I'm I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of like, like a situation like that, but yeah, George Pickens, um, I, I didn't realize I didn't like it didn't like click that um I mean yeah I guess in his defense he should be the number two receiver in that offense beyond number beyond one's Johnson, gonna yeah Deontay Johnson's one I don't know where they put nobody knows where they put James Washington because they can't figure out what to do with James Washington James it's Washington what's going on with Claypool as well yeah Claypool's there oh Claypool Claypool's probably number two then that's actually a pretty good receiving room I, I don't hate that. I, I think Johnson's overrated, but uh, their their skill positions, much like the Lions, is very good, like borderline great. The problem is uh, a your offensive line. The Steelers oh. is much worse than the Lions, and uh, b the quarterback. Where honestly, I think the Steelers is much, or I think the Lions is much worse than the Steelers. I'd rather have Kenny Pickett than Jared Goff. I just wouldn't rather have had Kenny Pickett if I had a waste of first round draft pick on him. Yeah, I mean Kenny Pickett in four years when they decline his option and he's available for a veteran minimum. Great, sounds awesome, love it. Um, 
but but for a first round pick, yeah, I don't I don't love that. Um, the Kenny Pickett pick looks way worse in comparison when you consider the next quarterback was taken what fifty odd picks later. Yeah, something like that. It, uh, the, I, I I can tell you, um, uh, 30, 40, 50, yeah, fifty like fifty four picks later, Desmond Ritter. Um, so like, and 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 the thing is, is that this is one of those things, right? Like where you talk about positional value, it usually means take a quarterback early. But in this draft, if you're the Steelers, why are you competing this year? Like, why are you trying to win this year? What possible benefit do you have from trying to beat a Browns team, which is clearly going all in, a Ravens team, which is clearly going all in? Oh, sir. No, no, no. They they don't think they're just trying to compete this year. They think they're winning this year because they made the play. They made the playoffs last year, and uh, honestly, the only thing they really had to replace was Ben Roethlisberger, which 10 years ago was hard to replace. The the statue that couldn't throw last year, like Kenny Pickett. <laughs> the, week, the weekend of Bernie's quarterback that was on the field last year. Yeah, did, did like we, Kenny Pickett about, might be an improvement. Uh, did we talk about the Steelers taking a quarterback in the seventh round? No, who no, did they take? Chris Ola Jokin. Yeah, sure. Who who was not ranked by ESPN uh, positionally. Because he was at South Dakota State. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a decision. Uh, I wonder why they went with that. I wonder why they made that decision. Don't they also have Mitchell Trubisky? They have Mitchell Trubisky. They still have Mason Rudolph for some unknown reason. Um, yeah, I don't get that one either. That just, it's like... From I can't believe he hasn't been. Rudolph. I can't believe he hasn't been cut yet. <laughs> they should. They should have cut him when he had to go and he got brutally assaulted with a helmet for justifiable reasons because he was behaving like a dick. Um, it's. It's. That, that was one of those funny moments where, like, he got like that happened, and your first thought in that my first thought in that moment was not, "Wow, Miles Garrett really lost control." It was, "What the fuck did Mason Rudolph say?" <laughs> <laughs> I think it was that. I think it was like immediately like. Oh no, Mason said the N word. I mean, like, it, I, it was yeah. very much a boondocks moment. It's like sometimes you got to throw a chair. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think that, there were very few people that at any point was like, oh no, like he, he had that coming. It was me, like, oh no, what did he say? Um, yeah, he, he's, yeah. So, uh, shout out to the, uh, the AFC North. Um, Best of luck, Pittsburgh. Uh, you have a super, super easy division. It sounds like a lot of fun. My two t- key takeaways team-wise from the draft is the Ravens always inexplicably either land in the best possible situation or are tailor-made to be in the best situation every single time, yep. which you are, you get one of arguably the better players in, in the drafting, Carl Hamilton. Oh, I, did, I thought it was okay, but the slow 40 time was a bit of a meh. But he plays uh, fast. He, he, plays, this... he plays so fast. He, he he plays fast, and you know, got that dog in him, etc. That's um, got that dog in him. And then being able to kind of get Linderbaum in that decent position, and then for everything else they did throughout the draft was was really good. And in contrasting fortunes, another team that plays in purple, the Minnesota Vikings, just stop trying to do smart things and take good fucking players. Why are you trading back for a safety? There's there's <laughs> no possible reason for you to do this. 
So I, I, I will say this about Minnesota. I, I don't, I don't want to kill their draft too much because they, A, got a, um, got a Michigan State wide receiver. So we're always going to be supportive of that. But True. B, they actually got my, so, so back Hope when I thought, uh, yeah, right. Um, back when I thought that Derek Stingley wasn't going to go as high as he went, I had two names among cornerbacks that I really, really liked that I thought was like, oh, I'm smart because these two late first rounders are one of the two of them is going to hit and I'm going to be able to go back to that. Um, obviously Stingley went much higher, but I thought Andrew Booth, um, who went to them early in the second round, I I think like 13th, 10th, 10th. Um, I think, I think he's really good. I I think Andrew Booth from Clemson is, is there's a shout for him, for him being one of the better corners, uh, in the league in in the next two to three years, because he's good at his job. Um, so I, I really liked that. Like that was the, the one pick that we like, that I like wanted to like, talk about like as being like, okay, Andrew Booth, I, I think is going to be very, very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you look at what Minnesota does. I mean, what Georgia, Clemson, LSU, Oklahoma are, are like, I think that they just was like, okay, like who are the good teams? What's a position we need? Who is the safety from Georgia? Great. Cool. Who is the cornerback from Clemson? Great. Cool. Uh, linebacker from Oklahoma. Great. Cool. And like, like without like thinking about who else was there. Um, yeah. So, 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 so Minnesota, I mean, happy at their failure. You know, I, I have nothing, nothing but bad things to say about the Minnesota Vikings um, outside of the fact that their ownership group uh, is actually like a very charitable bunch. Um, I love Kirk Cousins. I actually should like the Vikings, um, <laughs> but I don't. No. No. You know, like like there are teams like you should like by, based on your criteria for what you know. What I kind of think it boils down to Brad Brad Childress Brett Favre vibes from yeah. that specific playoff run. Yeah, because like even like even when I was a kid and like the Vikings were like in our division and I should have disliked them. It was like, how are you going to dislike the team with Randy Moss? Yeah, like you yeah. can't. You can't. Like regardless of what else is going on, like you can't dislike the team with Randy Moss. So that was the case until like you know, the, the mid two thousands. And then suddenly you're in like Brad Favre. Oh no, I hate you so much. And Brad Childress, you walrus mustache having. And then, and then, yeah, I guess, I guess that's, that's how it ends up. So um, All right, wait. we need to go back to the Steelers QB room for a second, because I just looked this up and the adult in the room is Mitchell Trubisky. You deserve oh, what God, you get no. Pittsburgh. He is the <laughs> longest tenured quarterback in that room. You deserve what you get, Pittsburgh. I, I want, I want, no, <laughs> I want nothing but failure for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers because they were mean to Le'Veon Bell. And it turns out my fandom in the NFL is Lions and whoever's been nice to Michigan State people most recently. I like that's the Giants. Really, that's really like your fandom for most things. Uh, outside of soccer, yeah. Although I don't know, I like the uh, the New England Revolution because they're giving Dewan Jones a lot of time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I, uh, Chris, if you want to know who Dewan Jones is, um, it's not relevant to your interest. Imagine so. So I'm I'm going to give you a comparison here. Okay, I'm going to give you a comparison. Imagine if Ryan Sasenian was worse, much much worse, <laughs> and then put him in a worse league. That's Dewan Jones. The, that profile of player who's like, uh, ah, I sort of want to get forward as a left back, but I'm bad at it. Um, that, but worse. 
Juwan Jones. I'll always support a really mediocre marauding fullback. Yep, and 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 then you can I interest you in the New England Derek Revolutions? Watt? Oh wait, smart. <laughs> uh, oh, we should probably end on shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers for drafting Connor Hayward. Wait, I do like the Steelers uh, because they drafted a Michigan State guy. So see, full circle. Um, but uh, on that note, I think I think we we're we're going to close because I need to go um, get my daughter some daycare, and that's uh, that's real life. That's we're, we're not ending because we we we're we're done talking because I apparently we can go on and on about nothing for hours. We are the Seinfeld of podcasts. Um, I don't even know what we talked about because we didn't get to like eight of the 11 positions that I wanted to get to. <laughs> we didn't talk. <laughs> we did not talk about defensive tackles. We didn't over the course of two episodes. We mentioned Devon Wyatt. That's it. That's what we did. I, don't, once. I think, I think if you go back and look at the last two hours of audio, uh, less than I'll say 40% was actually talking about American football. All right, so you know what? Let's let's let's. I want to I want to give a special hand egg. I want to give a a special thank you to uh, Krish. Um, You can find him on Twitter at Krish underscore Mamba twenty four. You can find him on the Cop and Fraca. Fraca is the S silent. I always say the S, but a lot of people say the S is silent. So it depends what mood you're in, really. Cop and Fracas. um, because I feel like that'll piss off the the, like the 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 effete British elite. by, by pronouncing Queen's that. English. Yeah, yeah. Well, over here in America, we pronounce our S's, but not our E's <laughs> and R's. <laughs> not, in, not in Illinois. <laughs> not in Illinois. Um, Cop and Fraca, Fracas. Or Arkansas. Or Arkansas. Um, the second one. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> come on, feel the Illinois. Um, uh, so- come back for the next round of grammar with <laughs> two guys that don't know what they're talking about and Trish. Uh, so, uh, please subscribe to the Patreon, Chris, uh, anything, anything specific. I mean, now that we've locked in the UCL final, um, I bet you guys are going to be super busy with the things. Um, I'm trying to think of what content we've got. There's, there's so much, my brain can't comprehend it. Um, it's not me blanking and stalling for time whatsoever. Um, FA Cup final next week. We have a cop and contingency at Wembley. So a lot of the content will be live from there. Hopefully it's Excellent. end of a trophy in the cabinet. Uh, and a f- few of us are looking at, at potentially going to Paris, um, not by the normal means of transport. You probably think, oh, they're taking the, the Channel Tunnel on a train. No, they're looking at potentially flying into a form of um, aerodynamic mobile. No, minibus is the way we are potentially looking at getting there. That so, was actually yeah. exactly what I was picturing. So <laughs> I, mean, I, don't I, know I, was just, I was just thinking of... of um... Of, of Europe. I went straight to Eurotrip. Yeah, yeah, it's the, it's go the double the frog, bus. Going to play the frogs in London or in Paris, you know? Uh, so, so you will not be taking the morning train uh, or working from nine to five. Taking another. What home. a way to make a living. <laughs> what a way. <laughs> uh, so, so please subscribe to the, uh, the Patreon, Cop and Fracas. Uh, Patreon, follow them on all their socials uh, at Cop and Fracas. Um, I don't talk that much shit to them because there's no Americans and they're much better than Spurs. Um, so like my, my hatred for Liverpool is pretty low at the moment. Um, it was pretty high. Always, it's a weird one for me as well. Cause I kind of think like we should by proxy considering ownership have some form of American player. Just don't. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you, you would think so. Um, and, and weirdly like uh, in form Pulisic probably like would fit in that, in that attack somewhere, but 
he's not in form and uh, you have better wingers. I like the possibility. I think I like the concept of Geo Reyna more than the actual idea of Geo Reyna. So Geo Geo wouldn't. Well, maybe he would. I I I could see him being as like sort of like a the more advanced of the midfielders. Um, but I, I he's he's two years away from being a year away from hmm. Liverpool. Like I I think he 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 needs he needs a healthy season in Germany before we can start talking about him as like a, a guy who can displace a freaking Nabby Keita or whatever. Also, for the for the the reason that I don't think about the Liverpool ownership group as like American adjacent is because I want good things to happen to American players in Europe, and I don't really care if good things happen to the Fenway ownership group. We are and in not fact huge. in this side of the pond. Yeah, and on this side of the pond, I actively root against them in almost everything they do. <laughs> um, so. Uh, a uh, special thank you to our sponsors, um, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as uh, whoever Blue Wire decided to put in. We are really hoping that it was Miller Coors. Um, you can find me at Diamonds Esquire or at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Usually me at TLS underscore, um, but sometimes somebody else, if I'm not on the uh, on the handle. Uh, you can find Greg at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. You can tweet at him. Uh, as we record, there are two minutes of stoppage time left for Real Madrid to see this out. If they do, ha! Unfortunately, uh, we don't know any Manchester United podcasts because they don't have real fans. It's real life. Sorry. Um, special thank you Manchester to Manchester City. We Manchester do City. know Manchester United fans. They do have real fans. Uh, shout out Mario. Um, I think that the Europa Conference League is going to look real good on you guys. Excited for <laughs> y'all. Um, please. Uh, a little bit of rouge on it. It, it looks fine. Yeah. I mean, the last title they won was a Europa League title with Josie. So. Football heritage. Uh, special thank you to our to our listeners. Uh, we obviously uh, please like, subscribe, share. Uh, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.